0: Clap off, friend, the name that is above every other name. Fantastic. Good morning, church. That's great. It's a real joy and a privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. What an incredible church, and uh, so awesome to be here. It's my first time uh, being here in this building. And uh, I think last Sunday you had my twin. I'm Boyd, and he is Lloyd. Uh, we saved the best for last. And uh, the better looking came this Sunday. And. Uh, But it's a real joy and a privilege to be here, and um, I bring you greetings from my family. Uh, There's a photo of my family. Uh, I'm married to Sharon. Uh, We've been married for 11 years, and we have two incredible boys that keep us active. Um, On my left and your right is Joshua. He is uh, seven years, going on 17, and then we've got little Jackson. Uh, He is 16 months, going on seven, and... uh, 11 years ago, I had hair. All three of those people in that photo are responsible for my hair loss. So, but in uh, I love them to bits. And uh, so grateful for Pastor Daryl and Denise. Let me tell you, you are blessed with two of the best pastors in our movement. Uh, come on, put your hands together and honor them. These guys are exceptional. And I want to give honor. We honor as due, Nari Booth. What an amazing woman of God. Nari is absolutely incredible. And uh, Nari lives on site in Manureva. Uh, and she, we sent her as a missionary to Pukegai here. And uh, so Nari comes to our 5 p.m. service, and I take photos with Nari every 5 o'clock service, and I send them to Daryl. So I have about 50 to 100 photos of me and um, Nari. And Sharon goes to me the other day, you've got a lot of photos of you and Nari Booth on your phone. I'm like, oh, that's right. I take a photo every Sunday. So uh, honor you, Nari. It's a real joy and a privilege um, to be here today. And today's International Sunday, and um, I heard about this, three men who worked together at a construction site. Uh, it was an Australian. Sorry to pick on Australians this morning because there's no Australian in this building. Uh, an Italian and an Irishman. Every, every day they would stop by the bridge, have lunch. Uh, and um, the Italian opened his lunchbox and he said, salami. I'm sick and tired of salami. If my wife packs me salami tomorrow, I'm going to throw it and jump off the bridge. The Irishman opened his lunch box and he goes potato salad he goes I'm sick and tired of potato salad if my wife packs me potato salad I'm going to jump off the bridge too the Australian opened his lunch box and he goes Vegemite I am sick and tired of Vegemite if my wife packs me Vegemite tomorrow I'm going to join you too the next day same spot here they were the Irishman opened his lunch box and he goes potato salad he goes I am sick and tired of potato salad Threw his lunchbox and jumped off the bridge. And everybody goes, oh, you know. And then the Irishman, the Italian opened and he goes, salami. He goes, I am sick and tired of salami. He's like, I've had enough. And he threw his lunchbox, jumped off the bridge. The the Australian couldn't wait. He opens his lunchbox and he goes, Vegemite. And he joined the other two, jumped off the bridge. A week later, all three widows at the funeral of their husband sitting there saying, you know, the Italian um, widow goes, I wish... My husband said he hated salami. I would have packed him something different. The Irish widow goes, I wish the same. You know, I wish he'd said something. The Australian widow, she goes, I'm a little bit confused. I don't know why my husband jumped off the bridge because he packed his own lunch. So there you go. (laughs) We love you Australians. If you're watching online, I'm really sorry. But anyway, today on International Sunday, I want to speak to us on the subject together. Everybody say together together. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord together? Let me tell you, I want to speak to us about doing life together. The church God desires is to be a dynamic community of people who are growing and sharing and doing life together. I love the early church. When you read the book of Acts, you know, God said life is all about doing, uh, church is all about doing life together. Uh, Doing life together has been God's plan from the beginning of time. God intends for us to experience life together. If you're taking notes, let me encourage you to write this down. The key to happiness is not independence, but interdependence. The key to happiness is not independence, but interdependence. We need community in our lives. God wired us to go through life not as a solitary individual, but in community. There is no way... We can be all God wants us to be. There is no way we can do all God wants us to do in isolation by ourselves. We need each other. And I love the fact that here we are on International Sunday together. I cannot fulfill the call of God on my life, on my own. I need you. You need me. We are all in this together. We have to do it in relationship with each other. And the enemy will do everything he can to cause us to live in isolation. At the start of the year... Every pastor, including myself, we stood on the platform and we said, this is the year of the Lord's favor. And we all clapped and we cheered. And then in March, coronavirus came. And here we are at all I've heard 2020 is social distancing, social distancing, isolation two meters apart. Here, listen to this carefully. Social distancing doesn't mean spiritual isolation. Social distancing doesn't mean we we isolate ourselves spiritually. And let me tell you, the enemy will do everything in his power to isolate you and me to cause us to live in isolation. But let me tell you, you will never grow spiritually on your own. We need each other. You know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, I just want to watch Christian TV by myself and me and Jesus. That is so good. But let me tell you, you are not going to grow on your own and in your t- and just your TV box. You need each other. You are here in this house today because you love one another. And we are encouraged as we come together as a church and we worship together. And you know, let me tell you, I love the fact that I'm here in this campus today. Don't tell our church, but I love the fact because when you worship, guess what? It encourages me. Let me tell you, the 9 o'clock service, you're not just the first service, the early bird service, people that wake up early with young family. No, no, no. You're here today because you set the tone for the rest of the day. You set the tone. You set the atmosphere for the rest of the day. And and let me tell you, we're in this together, and God wants us together because where there is unity, God commands His blessings. I love the house of God. I love the church. And the word church comes from a Greek word found in the New Testament called ecclesia. The word "ecclesia" speaks about the gathering, assembly or coming together of believers. Let me tell you, the church is not a place. The church is a people. I love this building. Don't get me wrong. I love this building. I wish I could do it with a building like this. But let me tell you, church is not about a building. It's about people. Because one day this building will be taken down. It'll be gone. But the people, the church stays forever. The church that Jesus is building is going to last forever. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came with a clear vision to build His kingdom, to build His church. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of coronavirus, anything you can throw at, will not prevail. Let me tell you, the church that Jesus builds, nothing can stop that. His word describes us as His bride, whom He gave His life for. We are His body, whom He lives in. We are His flock, whom He shepherds. We are His house. Whom He builds. And I love this. The church was birthed on the day of Pentecost. On this day, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Everybody say one place. Acts 2, 44 on the screen and in your notes, it says, All the believers met together in one place and they shared everything they had. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty wind that filled the house where they were sitting. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this, everyone present was filled. Who does everyone include? Let me tell you who it includes. Everyone. Everyone. And I love this, it wasn't just the front row that was filled. It wasn't just the pastors or the bishops or or the VIP, the very infected people that were, sorry, very important people that were filled. No, it says everyone, everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, The best thing that we can bring to a church service is expectation. God responds to faith. And every Sunday I wake up, I say, God, I want to be like David. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Not I was grumpy, I was mad, I was sad. No, no, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let me tell you, there's nothing like coming together in in the house of the Lord. And that's what happened when they came together, something powerful happened. Then it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They didn't just enjoy it. They didn't just, you know, go, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that line or... Wow, amen. Preach it and then they forgot all about it. No, they devoted themselves to God's word, they consumed it. I love this. Something happened when they came together in one place. And please hear my heart there's nothing wrong with online church. I love the online church because when we were on lockdown, it, it, it served the, 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 the body of Christ. But the Bible says, Do not neglect meeting together. Let me tell you, and please hear my heart Jesus is not coming back online. He's coming back in person. He's coming back in person. So can I encourage you to keep coming together as the body of Christ coming together. You know I love you know, the campus that I lead the last you know 7 or 8 weeks you know in the midst of 100 gatherings and all the restrictions we've seen over 70 people make a decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Can I tell you Nothing can stop Jesus from building His church. He can, He's still saving people. He's still healing people, still setting people free. Jesus is still alive. Let me tell you, it's not the end of the world. It is not over until God saves. It is over. Can I get an amen this morning? So very quickly on International Sunday, as we look at this word together, there are three thoughts I want us to look at. Number one, first thing, find your position. Find your position. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 13, the human body has many parts. But the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty-seven. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Three truths I want to quickly grab from that scripture, passage of Scripture I just read to you. Number one, the human body is made of different parts. Likewise, the body of Christ is made up of different parts. And that's what I love, International Sunday. Look around. All the nations coming together. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. You know, if you don't like the person sitting next to you, guess what? You're going to struggle in heaven because they're going to be there. They're going to be there. All the nations. I heard about this ladyship, and this is not in the Bible. This is not the right theology, but just to you know, make you laugh, Please laugh at the end of it. But anyway, nothing like when you tell a joke and it's like, I heard about this lady. She was in heaven. She'd been to heaven. She saw the Apostle, um, Peter at the pearly gates and she said, Peter, I want to get into heaven. Peter said, very simple. All you have to do is spell a word. And she goes, what's the word? He, she go, uh, he goes, love. Oh, she goes, that's so easy. L-O-V-E. He goes, welcome to heaven. But then Peter goes, look, I've got a little job I've got to do. Do you mind just standing at the gate and just getting people to spell the word love, and they can come through. She goes, That's, oh, I can do that for you. My pleasure. He goes away. She's standing at the gate. Next thing she sees, her ex-husband show up. And she was like, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo-hoo. Ah, ah, ah. She's so excited. He comes and he goes, ooh. She goes, hmm, funny who you see in heaven. And he, and, and he goes, I want to get to heaven. She goes, simple. You've got to spell a word. He goes, oh, I can do that. What's the word? She goes, Czechoslovakia. There you go. If you don't like people sitting next to you, guess what? They're all going to be in heaven. So we might as well get along here. The human body is made up of different parts. Same with the body of Christ. Second thing, different parts of the human body have different roles and functions. Like, likewise, the different people of the Lord's body have different roles and functions. Number three, each and every cell has a position and a part to play in the human body. Likewise, in the body of Christ, we all have a position and a part to play in the Lord's body. Let me tell you this church is not complete without you. What's the middle letter in the word church? The alphabet is you. This church is not complete without you. If you don't show up, it's not the same. You now sometimes we think the church is what happens up the front here. No, no, no. You are the church. Wherever we go, we are the church. Every member in a rugby team is a player. So every member in the body of Christ is a minister. We are the mini- You are the ministers of Pukekohe, wherever you are. You are the minister. You are the church. In a sports team, every player is gifted so they can achieve the goal. 1 Corinthians twelve seven: a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You know, Brett Codlins here. You know, All Blacks player. Just remember, just, you know, only Daryl's excited about that, Brett. But anyway, there you go. Just imagine if everybody in the All Blacks did the exact same thing. They all played the same part. They all played the same position. We might as well go home. Let me tell you, in the church, we all have different gifts. We all have different talents. We've all got a different part to play. Guess what? If you don't play your part, nobody can play it. Because only you can play your part. Church, we're all called to find our place and take it up. 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. God's put you in this church for such a time as this. Let me tell you, there's more to life than... You know, eat chips and watch Children's Street and die one day. No, there's more to life than this. You are put in this place, in this community, in this city for such a time as this. Some people say to me, but I haven't been asked. Can I tell you, you don't have to wait to be asked. This is, your, this is your spiritual family. This is your spiritual home. Let me tell you, finding your position. It's not about titles. You're not signing up to a role. You're signing up to the team. Signing up... To you're, you're part of God's team. Alison Codlin I've served alongside her with, at Elam Christian Center for 20 years now. And when I first came on um, staff, uh, uh, a lady by the name, Deanne Cathargan, invited me. She's always the call of God of my life. And I just came out of school, and she said to me, Boyd, I want you to come on staff. I was so excited, 18 or 19 years old, pumped. I get to work in the church. And she said to me, you're going to be in the worship department. I thought, oh, brilliant. Came on first day. I was ready to take on the world. I thought, I'm going to be singing and you know, doing all the things. My job was to put all these chairs out. I mean, these are luxury chairs. Back in the days, we had benches, you know, that you got to carry. Put them all out, vacuum, clean up. I was like, okay, I did it the first day. I did the second day. Third day, I was like, what else do I do? She goes, that's your job. That's basically what you've got to do. Even though you work for the worship department. And I noticed everybody had a, had a title. People used to go to me, What do you do around here? You're always here. What's your job? What's your title? I was like, I don't have a title. That's right. Like, Addison was the administrator. Luke Broy was the senior pastor. So I said to Luke, Pastor Luke, what's my title? He's like, Oh, I don't know. He just walked away. I was like, I need a title. I didn't have a title. So I used to ask Pastor Luke and Deanne, I used to You know, everybody's asking, What do I do? I didn't have a title. So I gave myself a title. Call myself the chairman of the church. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing. People used to ask me, what do you do around here? I was like, I'm the chairman of the church. All of a sudden, people that never wanted to talk to me wanted to talk to me. People started taking me out for lunch because they were like, he's the chairman of the Lord. This guy, this guy is very important. One, one wise person asked me, what does the chairman do? I was like, I bring the chairs out and I pack them. <laughs> I want to say to every young person here today, I had to make a call. Is it about title? Or is it about fulfilling the call of God on your lives? Can I tell you, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. Promotion comes from the Lord. Don't use the church to build your ministry. Use your ministry to build the church. Number two, second thing, commit to the team. Commit to the team. Church, we all play for the same team. Our enemy is not the church down the road. Your enemy is not the person sitting next to you. We have one enemy, and his name is the devil. We get mad at Him, not at each other. Commit to the team. Commit to the house of God. Mark 3.13, afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain and called the ones He wanted to go with Him, and they came to Him. I love this about Jesus. He spent time with 12 disciples. Why? Because He saw the importance of doing life together. When He wanted to change the world, this is what He did. He didn't start an army. He didn't start an organization. He started a small group. Twelve people, he did life together. Can I encourage you? Never in, underestimate the power of a small group. It's not about the number, it's about coming together, doing life together. If I could join the key ask the keyboard player to come and join me just to give you all a bit of false hope and keep Daryl happy. But anyway, number one. Again, listen. You know, they devoted themselves together and they did life together. And, and, and in that verse, it talks about fellowship. What is fellowship? Let me give you a simple definition. Fellowshipers. we're all the fellows in the same ship. We're all the fellows in the same boat. We're all in the same ship. Can I tell you, fellowship is soul to soul connection. In the church, we think fellowship is oh, what we do after church. We have coffee, tick the box, done, done fellowship. See you next Sunday. No, no, no. Fellowship, you're in this together, in the valley, in the mountaintop, in the storm. Every step of the way, you are together. Fellowship. Number three, last point, be a million dollar player. Be a million dollar player. I, I remember someone talking to me about they had a friend who, who was running a, 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 the development program for a for a Super 12 rugby team, and they had the strategy: Are you a million dollar player? Basically, the the criteria was who you were on field and off field. Your personal, your your your, your what you were on the field. Basically, it, it consisted of personal, professional. Uh, Qualities, playing qualities. It is is a combination of these qualities that determined, are you a million-dollar player? Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you a million-dollar Christian? I'm not talking about your bank balance. I'm talking about who you are as a person. A million-dollar person, your private life and your public life. When that matches, we have integrity. There's a big difference between integrity and reputation. Reputation is who others say you are. Integrity is who you really are on the inside. My prayer is that all of us in this room, we are so full of Christ. We are full of the Holy Spirit. If a mosquito bit you, it leaves our bodies singing, there's power in the blood. I want to be full of Christ. You know, I want to live my life in a way, I don't have to tell people I'm a Christian. I want us to live, uh, live our lives in a way people look at us and go, oh, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty for what you have. Let's be million-dollar Christians. Let me tell you, every person in this room in this service decided, I'm going to be a million-dollar Christian. We'll see revival in this nation. Well, every eye closed, every head bowed, as we've come together, as we come to a close, I want to give you an opportunity today. If you're here today and you're saying, Boyd, I'm saying, yes, yes, I want to be a million-dollar Christian for Christ. I'm committing my life to building the house of God. I want to be part of God's family. And I'm saying yes to the mission, to the vision that God's placed on my life. I'm not going to be distracted. Yes, count me in. I want to be part of God's family, wherever you are. Would you mind quickly putting your hand up? I want to pray for you wherever you are. Yes, I see that hand right at the back there. Anyone else? Anyone else? I can see. come on, let's put our hands together and thank God for every hand that went across. Come on, can we do that together? And I'm... Um, I'm going, to lead you, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's a simple prayer. If you're here today and you're saying, Boy, I want to surrender my life to God. I want my past forgiven. I want my future in Christ Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your hearts that God raised Him from the dead, then you will be saved. If you're here today and you're saying, Boy, I want to live my life. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I want to simply lead you in a prayer. I'm, I'm going to ask the whole church to pray this with me. Did you repeat this after me? Dear Jesus... Come on, let's pray it out nice and loud. Dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask you for forgiveness. I declare you are the Lord of my life. I believe in Jesus. Amen. Friend, if you pray that prayer for the first time or you recommitting your life, to Christ. In a moment, Pastor Daryl will come and tell you your next step. But let me tell you, your next step is to get baptized. You know, there's baptism happening. Baptism is happening every month in this church. Can I encourage you? Make sure you do that. Firstly, I want to say to you, congratulations. The best decision of your life. Can we put our hands together one more time? Congratulate every hand that went up. Thank you, Pastor Daryl. Awesome.